So it has to be fun. And by fun, I mean, most people associate not drinking with pain. I'm going to be boring. It's going to be hard. I'm going to have to retreat from society. I'm going to have to lock myself at home. I won't be able to go out. No. If you feel that way by not drinking, then you you feel like a prisoner. And most prisoners want to break out of prison. This is why these 30-day challenges like Sober October and Dry July are so ineffective long-term because people for those 30 days are struggling not to drink and waiting mm. to celebrate on day 30. And it just defeats the whole purpose of it. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the B2B Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Nils Vinya, and today my guest is James Swanick. James, welcome back to the show. Nils, thank you so much for having me back. It's wonderful to have you back. Last year, you were on the show. You are the founder of Alcohol-Free Lifestyle, and we had a really passionate and fun conversation. I shared my personal experience giving up alcohol. You shared your experience going through giving up alcohol and building an entire business around helping other people become alcohol-free. And I wanted to have you back because it's been a year. It's January. It's that time of year when we think about major changes in life, and this tends to be one of them. So welcome back to the show. Super excited for our conversation today. Yeah, thank you. And given that it's January, I bet your listeners are thinking, eh, time to make some healthy choices here. Maybe it's around reducing or stopping alcohol. Maybe it's around joining a gym. January, February uh, is always a dream for health and wellness businesses because people tend to spend the most money and, or give health and wellness their most attention. And I tell you, I know that your listeners are leaders and executives and, you know, let me just start off by saying if they can have a better relationship with alcohol in 2024, wow, they, that will generate them so much more personal income, climb the corporate ladder if that's what they're looking to do, be so much more productive and clear and focused, just have an overall greater mindset, which can, you know, if you've got a, if you're stressed and anxious and your mindset's not great, then that shows up in your work performance, right? And that shows up in your ability to generate income for yourself. So for those who are interested in having a better relationship with alcohol, this is probably going to end up being a money-making episode because I can tell you anecdotally, people who stop drinking make more money and they stay healthier longer, which means they don't have as many sick days, which prevents them from moving forward in their career. And um, so, yeah, let's those get are into some, it. Those are some benefits. And, and I can speak to those because I just passed one year, 100% alcohol-free. Congratulations. When, thank you. Thank you. When we talked last year, I had dramatically reduced my alcohol consumption, but it, it, I still had in the fourth quarter of the prior year, it was still just a couple of drinks, but I had gone from enough. I won't get into, I've gone from a lot down to a little. And then for the last year, just passed last week, and right at the almost at New Year's, it was the day before New Year's when I completely just shut it off entirely and an entire year. And the crazy thing is that throughout my entire life, like, you know, various times I dabbled with or thought about dry January or, or whatever month, pick a month and go 30 days down. And I never was able to do it until this point last year. And but everything you just noted as far as what you get when you go alcohol free, I've certainly experienced. Right. So I wanted to share that because I love talking about this topic with you and knowing what you've done and all the people you've helped. It's incredibly empowering. And I love sharing this goodness with everybody else because not everybody's either at a point where they want to do this. But if they are, then there's help. 
All right, and we talked a little bit last time about some of the different programs that are out there and the classic AA and their success rate, and it was a little bit low. And you were just going into some studies with two major universities about the effectiveness of your program to get some real, like almost clinical level data about how well this works. So I'd love for you to share what happened during those studies and what were the results? Yeah, well, let me tee this up a little bit and give you some context. So first of all, there was a study that came out of the University of Sydney in Australia. And uh, there's a professor there called Nicola Newton. And she said that on average, people wait 10 years to get help with their drinking habits because of the stigma of being seen to get help with your drinking habits. So just let that sink in for a second, a decade. Most people from the moment where they realize they're probably drinking too much and it's having some detrimental consequences will wait 10 years to get any kind of professional support. So that's let's drill in on that because that's that's unreal. <laughs> and and just thinking about that time frame and all the potential things that could happen in a 10-year lifespan, 10, 10 years of your life, right? We're talking kids, we're talking jobs, we're talking job changes, we're talking money, we're talking career. I mean, 10 years is a fifth of your working life for the most part, that's huge. And most people wait 10 years to get help. That's just unreal. I can't believe it. And I want to create even more context for the listener. And that is, this conversation is not just for what society would deem the alcoholic, where they're getting a DUI and they're waking up in a ditch and their just life is absolutely rock bottom because of their drinking. This conversation is really for the socially acceptable drinker. Which I was. Which you were. Yep. Who has two or three drinks a night, maybe a bottle a night, maybe a night or two of the week or a month, they do they go really too hard and, it, and they do something embarrassing. Yep. But for the most part, it's like this death by a thousand cuts over many years, which is you drink two or three drinks a night, almost every night, and you do it for a decade. Yep. That was right? me. And I'll tell you, that person, if that's you listening, if you can relate to that scenario, uh, I have some bad news and I got some good news. The bad news is, is that there was a study out of the UK in 2022 that showed even one seemingly innocent drink per night, just seven standard drinks a week was enough to cause a level of brain degeneration, which means you're a little bit more foggy. You're a little bit more irritable. You're a little bit more distracted. You procrastinate just a little bit more. And one drink a night doesn't seem like that much, but when it's one drink a night over years and decades, the like compound interest, we get this benefit of compound interest. If we invest smartly, we also get this cumulative disaster that happens of poor health, unfulfilled dreams and goals that happen when we just have one seemingly innocent drink per night over many years. Okay. So again, I just wanted to create the context before I go into these university studies, because there might be someone listening who's going, this is not for me. I'm not an alcoholic. I don't have a problem. <laughs> I let me tell you something. Yeah. And let me tell you something. If you're thinking, do I have a problem? Then chances are you probably have a problem. Well, yes. okay, let's clarify what the problem is, though. Because yes, that's what sure. that got me hung up a lot of times was I never viewed my problem as a problem with alcohol, but I also didn't view my problem as a problem with not being sharp and being a little foggy 
and having less effective workouts and being less of a husband and less of a father. That when I look back on that time now, that's what my problem really was. And I didn't, I didn't see it because like you just said, I was the casual drinker who literally did exactly what you just described. It was a two drink a night minimum. And then several, a couple nights out of the week, it'd be three. And then every once in a while, it'd be a way too much. And I don't want to think about that night again, <laughs> kind of thing. But that every work event I ever went to, every family event I've ever attended was just filled with booze. It doesn't matter if it was beer or wine or hard alcohol. It was just, it's just always there. And that was part of my life for a very, very, very long time. And it is not part of my life anymore. And I'm thrilled that I'm on the other side of this. You mentioned there we should define what does having a problem mean or how does that show up? So let me just share my screen really quickly. And I'll, for those who aren't watching and just listening, I'll, I'll articulate what I'm showing. But I asked, for context, we have a program, right? It helps people to stop drinking. It's called Project 90. And we help leaders and executives who are you know, earning six figures plus in personal income or in their, in their job or their salary per year. We help that demographic to stop drinking for at least 90 days in a like-minded community of other leaders and other executives, okay? And the idea is that during those 90 days, we're going to rewire your mindset around alcohol and, and minimize it in your life, like make it inconsequential, make it like something that's not needed to relieve stress. It's not needed to do a business deal. It's not needed for networking. It's not needed for social interaction. That's what we do. We specialize in that. And we had a University of, uh, of Washington study take place in first quarter 2024, which you asked me about a few minutes ago, and I'll get to in just a moment. But I think before I get talk about the results of that study, I think it's important to identify what many of our most successful clients told us they were experiencing before they enrolled with us. And that's the problem, but they're the problems, right? So what are the, the common problems that people that show up in people's lives as a direct result of their drinking. So let me just share, I broke it up into health, wealth, love, and happiness, Neil. So let me just show you some wealth problems that they had. Okay. okay. Yep. So here we go. Can you see my screen? Yes, I can. Okay. Lack of focus. You can't stay focused on your work for any meaningful time. Procrastination. You're avoiding critical decisions. Distracted. You're squandering hundreds of thousands of dollars in poor decision-making argumentative you often clash with colleagues and staff irritable you're easily upset retirement you haven't focused on it nearly enough and are in avoidance wine collections you're spending thousands of dollars a year buying expensive wine passed oh, over <laughs> you're stuck on the corporate ladder maybe some of your listeners can relate to this you know they've gone for a job they've been passed over for someone else and you might just think, well, that's a bit unfair. I've been passed over. But the reality is maybe alcohol's contributed to that because you're having your one or two drinks a night and you're irritable and you're foggy and you're distracted and you perform at a seven out of 10 in your job instead of a nine out of 10. And maybe the person that you got passed over for is a nine out of 10, but you're just a seven or an eight, right? So those are... Those are the problems that our successful clients identified were problems before they joined us. Then there's other things like coasting. You, you know, you're half-assing it in life. You're operating at a six out of 10 or less. Maybe it's something more serious. You do get a DUI, like you're driving under the influence. You get a DUI. Thankfully, you haven't crashed. You haven't killed anyone. But, you know, it costs, you know, up to about $2,000 to get bailed out 
There's towing and impound of the car, which can be $1,000. You then have higher insurance premiums, which can run as high as 10K a year. You've probably got a defense attorney, might be 2,500 bucks. You got court fines. You maybe, depending on the, the, how bad your DUI was, maybe the court orders that you've got to go and get alcohol treatment and education. There's jail fees, licensing fees. There's maybe you decide to put an ignition interlock device on your car so you can't drive your car again while under the influence. That costs about $1,000. There's license reinstatement if you lose your license. Then we move on to things like medication costs. Now, let's say as a result of your drinking, you are prone to getting the cold and the flu a lot more. Well, now you've got to buy cold and flu medication. You got trips to the doctor. Maybe your triglycerides are high, so you need to get triglycerides pills. Blood pressure is high. You need to get blood pressure pills. You can't sleep very well because you're drinking You're drinking too much, so now you've got to buy sleeping pills, antidepressants. Maybe, and I'll let you speak in just a second, Niels, because I like to hear the sound of my own voice sometimes. So maybe, <laughs> maybe if you're married, you're facing a divorce because you're irritable and you're not present with your husband or your wife. And so you're facing losing half of your asset, assets, paying child support, lower fees, et cetera, et cetera. Can you relate to any of those things that I that I referenced? <laughs> it's shockingly too many <laughs> of them. Yes, previous, when I was in that state. And, and the crazy thing was I never, at the time, they just seemed like I could I could easily pass them off as just parts of life. I could easily pass them off as, oh, this this just happened for this reason, or this I thankfully never got a DUI and never never drove and didn't do that. But the being passed over for promotions, sure that happened, right? Being on the on the bad side of a relationship, absolutely that happened. But there were always other things to blame, I guess is what I'm saying. And what I love about you is that you always tell the truth about what the real core root issue or cause really is. I guess like Simon Sinek's five whys, right? If I ask why somebody didn't get promoted five times, there's a decent chance that they would come to one of those conclusions on your list. And that is a something that can be changed if you wanted to. Right. And not saying we are not saying you have to change or not saying it's alcohol is the, you know, the end all be all worst thing in the world and the whole industry should. No, it is about a choice. And you empower people who have made the choice to change their relationship with alcohol. And I love that. Right. Because once I yes. made that choice, my relationship with it completely changed. And it took me two years to get to the point where I was 100 percent gone off. It hadn't had a drop in a year. Right. But it takes time. Niels, what do you suspect? is the percentage of people who you help that are compromising their efforts, compromising their results as a direct result of their drinking habits? Based on my experience working inside of small startups, growth stage startups, large enterprise companies, anywhere from 10 people to 5,000 people, all the client events I've been in, all the company events, all the travel I've done, I would guess that number is at least 80% are being compromised on based on their behavior and patterns with alcohol. But again, I don't think they know it. I can see it clearly, but I didn't know it when I was in that seat. So four out of five people are not getting the results that they could get because they're drinking some amount of alcohol. That is a high number. There's no no statistical evidence on this, no proof, just the story of my perspective from being in that group to being out of that group and knowing very clearly what it's like on both sides. 
Yeah. Okay, question. Let's figure out how much it might be costing the listener to drink. And I don't mean what they spend on alcohol, but I mean what they don't make because yeah. of the consequences of drinking alcohol. So uh, those 80%, the four out of five people that are being compromised because of their drinking habits, on a scale of one to 10, how effective or productive would they be in their career when they're drinking? compared to what it could be like if they weren't drinking on a scale of one to 10. I, six is fair. Six. Is six. Fair. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So four out of five people are operating at a six out of 10 compared yeah. to their capabilities. Amazing. Yeah. Now on average, let's just say like, what would be an average salary of most of the people that you work with? Like what's yeah, that? between call it 125000 to $150,000 a year base salary and then some variable on top of that. So OTE, on-target earnings, somewhere in the hundred fifty to $200,000 range. Okay, great. So let's just say at a 6 out of 10, they're generating $175,000 on average. Yeah? Sure. Yep. Okay. So 6 out of 10 equals $175K. Now, if they did what you did, which is stop drinking alcohol, for a consistent period of time now by a consistent period of time i mean months i don't mean like you do a fun little dry january or sober october and you quit for 30 days and then you go back to the same level of drinking as before i mean you permanently rewire your mindset around alcohol and you go at least 90 days without alcohol but probably like a year like niels has gone here now that person scale of one to ten what would you perceive they would be operating at if they were alcohol free consistently there's no limit. I will say nine because people will give me crap if I say 10 because everybody has a thing about being 10 and at the top of the list. But I would say nine. Absolutely. And it will it fundamentally changes everything, especially if you're in that couple drinks a night crew or couple drinks several nights a week. If you're in that bucket, it just has residual effects, that compounding effect. And there's just no way you can operate at that nine out of 10 level consistently if you're in that class. And if the listener here was consistently operating at a nine out of 10, that how much money would they possibly generate for themselves? Do you think on average? Yeah. Then the, the opportunities are endless again, like with promotions, with not just in terms of cold, hard cash, but when you are thinking more clearly and much more focused and not foggy, well, ultimately, what you can do is perform at a much higher level in your role today. So even if it's not necessarily a promotion, but you have a different way to communicate your value, or you have a different way to present an idea that then opens up more opportunities for you to work with another person, another team, another leadership, another client, whatever it is, the opportunities are endless. I mean, easily, and if you go from that 175 OTE, the next level OT would probably be in the 225 or so to 250 range. Like that's the next giant leap up, but it's going to take some time to get there, but you, it's going to be really hard to get there if you're doing the same things that you've done for the last 10 years. Right. So yeah, I would say nine out of 10 would equal 225. Okay. Amazing. So the difference between operating at a nine out of 10 and a six out of 10 is $50,000 a year in income based on this hypothesis, yeah? $50,000. Yes. Now, from anecdotal experience, I can tell you that most people are probably dropping a couple hundred bucks 
at least a week on alcohol and or alcohol-related activities. Now, people might say, I don't spend $200 a week on alcohol. Well, think about that for a second. You go out for a dinner, you shout dinner, it's going to be less than 100 bucks. I mean, more than 100 bucks, depending on who's there, right? You go out for someone's birthday, you go out for networking drinks, you go out to play golf on the weekend, you have a couple of beers at the end of the end of the thing. That stuff can add up, right? So let's just say, let's even be conservative. Let's just be conservative and say you only spend $100 a week on alcohol, alcohol-related activities. That's still another $5,200 a year, right? So we add that to the 50K. So let's just say, let's just say conservatively $55,000 a year is what it's costing you to keep drinking. Now, here's where it gets interesting. $55,000 a year divided by 365 days of the year gives you 150. So that means every single day, you are essentially paying $150 in dumb tax is what I call it, dumb tax, <laughs> right? That you choose to drink attractively packaged poison that society calls alcohol. $150 a day is what you're not making for yourself because you're choosing to drink that glass of red wine or chardonnay or have some beers or whatever conservatively every day every day no breaks no breaks on that <laughs> i mean my first job niels was working at mcdonald's back in 1990 in brisbane australia and i think i made like four dollars an hour or something back then back then i would have killed for 150 dollars a day imagine being paid 150 dollars a day yeah. like you, that, that's back then that was all the money in the world yeah. but essentially that's what everyone listening here is not making based on this scenario four out of five listeners right now are probably not making 150 dollars a day every day of the year because they're choosing to drink alcohol yeah and and, and on the flip side they're paying that they're already giving it away for free for the only thing they get in return what i used to think was a good time but turns out that was just a facade right and or uh, a terrible terrible morning the next morning those hangovers there's nothing worse and waking up and not being able and just looking forward to when you are going to be able to go back to bed or just relax and just watch TV or something like that because you just felt like so, so terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Drinking is literally, I mean, costing you $150 a day. That is a complete reframe and an incredibly powerful one. And I imagine was part of your study and, and some of the, the ways in which you help teach people how to rewire their brain around how to yes. look at this alcohol. Yes. So here's what we did, because I'll come back to the first question you asked at, right at the beginning of the show, which was what happened with this university study. So the University of Washington and the University of Florida conducted a joint scientific study on Project 90, which is our 90-day stop drinking process for leaders and executives to rewire their mindset around alcohol, have a better relationship with alcohol, stop entirely, whatever the motivation was. Now, there were two groups. The universities broke up. We had 183 participants, okay, 183 participants. And 120 of them were in what's called the were in what's called the treatment group. So on February the 1st of 2024, 120 people. 2023, began, right? This was last year. I'm sorry, February 1st, 2023, yes. Yep. 120 people in on February 1st of 2023 began the 90-day program project 90 okay 
And it, and simultaneously, the remaining 63 participants were in the weight group. Okay. And the weight group was that they just continued on with their life. They drank what they used, what they were drinking. They did what they did. They had to wait to get the treatment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So anyway, it took five months for us to do this study because we had to have the, the first the first treatment group do the 90 days. We had to have a delay in the weight group starting their process. Then we supported them. Now, the, the results of the study are officially published. They're due to be published February this year, like next month, February 2024. However, the professor at the university phoned me when I was in London six weeks ago and said, hi, James, how you doing? And his name's Professor Christopher Barnes from the University of Washington. You can look him up. He's been published. He's done many, many published papers all over, the, been published in journals all over the world. And he said, James, now the results are going to be published in February 2024. But I can tell you off the record, and he's telling me off the record, but I can kind of tell you on the record now because it's, it's coming up soon, that there was a 98% reduction in drinking from the treatment group so those who went through the project 90 program on average reduced their drinking by 98 percent what that means is effectively almost every single one of those 120 people that went through the group stopped drinking for the 90 days that they were in our program wow wow that's nuts i mean that yeah that's less than two people got that out of 120 didn't didn't change or that's absolutely incredible man congratulations to you and the team for putting together an amazing program because those results you just don't hear about i mean we talk habits and alcohol these things stick around for life but 98 percent reduction in drinking from that group that's amazing I actually wish it wasn't that high because maybe it would sound more believable because not even unbelievable. Say, it's almost unbelievable, right? Yeah. Right. But yeah. good thing you and, had and, a study from the universities. I mean, they're gonna have all the data and all yes. the all the validity behind it. Here's the other thing to note: like just by comparison, AA has a reported seven percent success rate. Rehab has a reported six percent success rate and by the way I, i'm gauging success by long-term power yeah. over drinking okay and willpower and motivation which is doing it on your own or without some support is less than that it's very hard to prove what that number is but it's in the same ballpark now i, I don't want to sit here and say wow our program is so amazing and we've discovered the secret formula because really, it's not really a secret formula. I'll tell you what the formula is. The formula Please. is is five pillars, right? It's just five five pillars. Coaching, okay? Coaching. Now, you're a coach, Niels. Anyone who's listening to this is looking to you to coach them on career advancement, right? Uh, you're a coach. And I'm sure if people are listening, they understand the power of coaching. No Olympian ever went to the Olympics without a coach. Right. right? 100%. 100%. Okay. So we have Yale and Harvard educated stop drinking coaches who coach our, our clients in Project 90. Okay, so coaching. Appropriate accountability. Now, not accountability because you know what? You can have your husband or your wife cheer you on and go, oh, you're not going to drink. You can do it, love. But that's not appropriate accountability. 
That's inappropriate accountability because your husband or your wife is going to let you cheat. Your husband or your wife is probably going to say, go on, just have one. You'll be fine. Oh, you've been doing so well. Just have one. You'll be Celebrate. fine. Celebrate you're doing well. and Celebrate. <laughs> That's inappropriate accountability. Appropriate accountability is being in a like-minded group of other leaders and other executives who have a common goal of stopping drinking. There's a New York Times bestselling book called The Power of Habit by Chelsea Duhigg. And one of the lines in that book states that change becomes probable, not possible, but probable when you have a group of like-minded people with a common goal. Yeah. And by like-minded, I mean the, the only people that we accept into Project 90 are executives and leaders who are making about 100, 150, 200, 250K a year, right? To the very people that you support, Niels. That's like-minded accountability, right? Community. Community, again, is, it ties in somewhat into the accountability. The community of talking to other like-minded leaders and executives, allowing yourself to get to know the other participating members and allowing them to get to know you. That means participating. It doesn't mean being a lone wolf and phoning it in and going, oh, I'll just do this on my own, even though I'm in the group, but I won't show up. Or like Community. Okay. And then the last one, uh, sorry, the last two, fun. So it has to be fun. And by fun, I mean, most people associate not drinking with pain. I'm going to be boring. It's going to be hard. I'm going to have to retreat from society. I'm going to have to lock myself at home. I won't be able to go out. No. If you feel that way by not drinking, then you, you feel like a prisoner. And most prisoners want to break out of prison. This is why these 30-day challenges like Sober October and Dry July are so ineffective long-term because people for those 30 days are struggling not to drink and waiting mm. to celebrate on day 30. And it just defeats the whole purpose of it. So what we do in Project 90 is we make it as fun and as simple a process as possible. We play games, quite frankly, like we, we do exercises amongst other people. We encourage people to go and watch the NFL in a bar while drinking soda water, ice and a piece of lime while their friends are drinking Budweiser's around them. Like, and we show them how to have fun in that situation. Okay. That's the fourth pillar. And then the fifth pillar candidly is just plain skin in the game mm -hmm. and skin in the game means you pay to get the coaching and to be part of the process. Yeah. I can't tell you how many times I get criticized on social media by AA disciples who are saying, you you are a snake oil salesman because you're charging people to stop drinking. Go to AA, people. It's free. And to With that, I say AA is free and has a 7% success rate. Yeah. It's, it's always a question of which check. I mean, there's there are endless options and everybody is free to choose their own, but which one do you want to choose? 7% success rate, free. Or 98% success rate and you pay money. I mean, it's pretty clear for someone who values his time, just like you, like if time is the most single, most important asset you have, right? And we all have the same amount of time. And so if you do not value your time, if you think that money is more valuable than time, then you'll go the free route. If you believe that time is more valuable than money, which it always is because money is replenishable, time is not, then you go the paid route and you take a fast track, right? Same reason I, it's those, those principles, I love these five, the coaching, appropriate accountability, community funds, scan the game, same principles apply in the world that I deal with on, from a leadership development perspective, because there's endless free content out there and endless free stuff 
to learn from Seth Godin and Simon Sinek and others. But the reality is you're not going to get the tools that you need in order to land the next promotion that you want unless you have skin in the game as well. So I champion the same things as you and taking a fast track. It's always worth it no matter what the cost. Look, the cost of admission is a symbol of seriousness. That's yeah. it. It's a yeah. symbol yeah. of seriousness. Yeah. You're either serious about changing your life or you're not serious about changing your life. Most people think that they're serious about it and they go, I'm not going to spend money to be in this program. I'm going to go and do it with a free thing or this time I'm really motivated. I'm going to try really hard. I'm going to have all my friends and family in the corner rooting for the guy going, you can do it this time. Yeah. And the reality is I can tell you, I've been coaching people since 2015. Very, very, very few people succeed at that. I hope you're one of them. I do. I do. I'm rooting for you. But statistically speaking, you you got more chance of winning at the casino than you have at creating long-term power over your drinking habits with willpower and motivation alone. Like it's just the reality of it. So look, anyway, I hope that that kind of outlines what, what happened with the university study. Certainly all the participants who were all leaders and all executives, because we very carefully selected them. We made sure it was a like-minded community. They all had immense success. And I'll just, just uh, share... I'll share a text message I got just this very morning. Now, this is not from one of the study participants. This is from someone that I helped with Project 95 years ago. Ooh. And I can I can I can name her because she's been she's more than happy for me to to share her name publicly, which she's done many times. And this is from a woman called Jessica Gaines. And she lives out in Kentucky. She's a real estate broker. And she sent me this text message today. I'll show you on the screen just so you can see that I'm reading from it. It says, I've been completely alcohol-free for almost five years now. This was just the beginning of my journey, and I am a completely different person now. My life feels like a complete exhale, and I no longer have to tap out or numb from it. I am consistently reaching new levels of surrender, relaxation, receptivity, devotion, and discipline to live the life of my dreams in ways I truly never thought possible. Life gets to be fun. My soul can breathe. And it all started with Project 90. Wow. Wow. James, like, I just got chills hearing that as you read through that and thinking about, I mean, I'm one year into 100% alcohol-free and what is it going to be like in five years? I can future pace myself and look at that in perspective and I can totally see, see that vision. That is just absolutely inspiring. I love it. One last kind of big picture question for you, James. And that is, why do you do this? Why did you found Alcohol Lifestyle? I, I know the story. We talked about that last time. But I want to know your why behind this. I was a socially acceptable drinker for many years growing up in Australia in that I had two or three drinks most nights of the week. And it was fine in my 20s. But then I got to age 35. And I realized I was probably carrying about 30 pounds too much weight. I was, wasn't sleeping great. I was irritable. I would describe my health, wealth, love, and happiness all at about a six out of 10, much like what you described yeah. a lot of your leaders and execs that you you support kind of are operating at or feeling like. And I realized that my drinking was the main culprit amongst other things. So I committed to take a 30-day break just to see how it would feel. I thought I would only do 30 days. It's now been almost 14 years since oh. I've had a drink. Congrats. And, in, those, and in that time, I have just excelled professionally. I, I got a dream job uh, back when I quit alcohol 
hosting a TV show called Sports Center on ESPN. And I did that for two years. And then I went into the entrepreneurial world. And I realized that many, many people kept asking me, hey, is it true that you don't drink? How do you have a good time not drinking? And mm -hmm. I thought, well, maybe I could create a little business here and help people, support people. So I did. And in 2015, I started a business called Alcohol Free Lifestyle. And today it's it's transformed into this movement where we support mostly executives and leaders who are making, you know, 100K plus to get into a like-minded group of people and really support them to rewire their mindset around alcohol, stop for at least 90 days, in most cases, stop entirely. We don't require that you commit to never drinking again. We just require that you commit to not drink for 90 days. And from there, you can choose. And look, the, candidly, there are easier ways to make a buck in this world than to convince a whole bunch of adults to stop drinking alcohol because there's lots of resistance that people have around that. And so it's not always easy or simple, and it can sometimes be gut-wrenching because you know how, how profound people's lives will change if they stop drinking, but they still don't because alcohol is so insidious. But I do it because I get text messages like that, mm -hmm. which make me feel really good. When I my head hits the pillow each night, I feel good that I'm, I have a business that, you know, candidly is making me a profit and it's helping my lifestyle. But I'm doing it in a way that is really supporting people. And it's my kind of way of making a little positive dent in the universe and while getting paid for it. You know, I'm not so selfless to try and um, pontificate here and claim that I'm, I do this because I want to help people. And that's my only reason. No, I, I want to make money by helping people, you know, so they're, they're my, they're my two main reasons. That's why I do what I do. Love it. And that's why we get along so well, because my answer is nearly identical. I want to run a business where I get to help people. And when I empower leaders with the tools to confidently handle any situation and they go into a presentation and nail it, they go into an interview, they get promoted, they handle a difficult conversation at work, they get someone to open up who wouldn't have opened up otherwise because they use these tools that I provide, then their life improves and their earning potential improves. And I get to have that same impact on the world, right? My coach long ago used to call this a ripple effect of change. And as you think about, you know, what you do in the world, it's always great to think about how big of a ripple effect are you having, number one. And number two, is that the right size ripple effect that you want to have? Because there's always more effect to happen, but you have to find the way that is empowering to you and you genuinely passionately love what you do, just like James, just like me, and then ultimately find ways to help other people improve their lives, which will improve the lives of those others around them. And we all end up in a much better place, much better world, just doing this one person at a time. So I love your your why, and I'm 100% aligned with it. And talking about being alcohol-free has been fantastic. I'm so glad that we've connected. And I just always leave just with just so much confirmation from every conversation that it was hands down the best time for me to do it to quit and the best decision that i've ever made so thank you for the inspiration and doing what you do with project 90 and the lives that you're changing are oh, you welcome congratulations as well that's so good it's amazing we should actually send your listeners to my free guide right the alcohol freedom yes Formula. where should they go yeah, so I got a free guide that I wrote, which will outline for you the exact same process that we take our paying clients through. So if you go to alcoholfreelifestyle.com slash Niels, N-I-L-S, alcoholfreelifestyle.com slash Niels, N-I-L-S, 
that will take you to this screen here. I'll just share my screen for those watching on the video. It'll take you through here. You can put in your name, your details. There's Niels. Oh, geez, you're a handsome man. Look at that photo of Niels there. If you want to see a very handsome photo of Niels on that page, go to alcoholfreelifestyle.com slash Niels. Put in your details there and I'll send you this book, The Alcohol Freedom Formula for Entrepreneurs and Business Professionals. It's called The Alcohol Freedom Formula for Entrepreneurs and Business Professionals. It's specifically written for leaders and executives. If that's you and you'd like to have a better relationship with alcohol, go to that site. And then there'll be a link in there as well where you can actually book a call with one of my coaches if you would like to seriously entertain the idea of joining us in our 90-day stop drinking process, which again has a 98% scientifically proven result to it. And yeah, whenever you talk to one of my my team, they'll say, how did you find out about us? Just tell them that you know you heard us through Niels. And I'll give Niels a very high five, virtual high five and go, hey, we're helping helping some of your your folks, some of your listeners here. So And so, yeah. it was it was awesome because last year when you came on the show and I also sent an one promoted the show, of course, and then also sent a note out to my followers that you were running this study. Several people told me I couldn't know any details about any of their involvement, of course, but several people told me that they had joined your program, had been did. very appreciative of even just being aware of this conversation and just having this. One person told me that right after they listened to the podcast, that night they were sitting down at dinner with their wife and they the, the habit was always just uncorking a bottle of wine. And he looked over at her and, she, and he's like, why do we do this? And that was the start, right? That was a little, little change and there was no good reason why. And so they just put it on the side and didn't drink that night. Right now, other things changed and evolved over time, but it was just such a powerful thing to bring awareness to. And that's what I love. That's why I love having you back on the show. If you want the guide, go to alcoholfreelifestyle.com forward slash NILS, N-I-L-S. And we'll include that link in the show notes too. James, been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Take care, man. And I will talk to you soon. You're welcome. See you, mate. Cheers. Cheers.